Hey listeners, my name is Prash and thanks for tuning in for another episode. We've got a jam-packed show this week where we'll be sharing some product updates regarding the driver app, we'll talk about iftar meals we've been hosting around the country and guide dogs. On top of this, we're also interviewing Olivia, who's working very hard on launching and scaling our electric bicycle service called Jump. And as usual, we'll answer some driver questions at the end. Now, before we get started, let's quickly recap on our last episode, which was focused on some of the questions you asked, including information on the clean air plan, loyalty, Uber exec, ratings, airports, tipping, driver destinations, and service fee. To listen to it again, make sure to go to t.uber.com slash UK podcasts or soundcloud.com slash Uber UK. So let's jump in with some updates around Ramadan. As many of you will know already, Ramadan is one of the holiest months in the Islamic calendar. Muslims across the country will be fasting from sunrise to sunset, restraining from food and water. Over the last three years, we've held iftar dinners across the country to celebrate this auspicious event with our partners. Whether you're fasting or not, we welcome you to attend an iftar meal this month. Over the last two weeks, 650 partners have attended an event. Last week, the partners of South West London were invited to CHAC 89, where they were joined by our Head of New Mobility, Fred Jones, and the local MP of Mitchum and Morden, Siobhan McDonough. Moving on, let's hear about some exciting product updates from Asim, who's with us today in the studio. Welcome. Can you please uh, give a short intro about yourself? Sure. My name's Asim. Um, I'm in the product experience team here in London. Um, And basically what that means is I help to launch some of the product features that you see in your app today um, and help to optimize and make them more efficient when necessary. I've been with Uber for about two and a half years. Started in Sydney in the Greenlight Hub over there, moved over to the Greenlight Hub in London and now in the product team in the central office. Um, So today I'm here with some good news about a feature that was previously in the driver app. It's coming back. And it's basically on the feedback that we receive from drivers. What I'm talking about is the ability to see your confirmation rate and cancellation rate in the driver app. That's great news. So before we go any further, I just want to recap for any partners that haven't been following that you used to be able to see your real time confirmation and cancellation rates in the previous version of the app. So Asim, what made us leave this feature out of the new app? And is it any different this time round? As you could probably appreciate, when our engineering team were rebuilding the driver app from scratch, there was a focus on a lot of different features, with many priorities including in-app navigation, the trip experience, um, and the new layout overall. So the confirmation and cancellation rate features didn't make the initial launch version. So based on um, lots of driver partner feedback that we received to date, we found that this is something that you guys really value and what we wanted to bring back to the, um, the experience you have with the app. Awesome. So how can a driver partner access this feature? Um, so you can stay across your rates of confirmation and cancellation in the driver app just by tapping on your driver profile. Um, this will be available from tomorrow and you'll see a full breakdown that will help you make the most of your time while driving with Uber. Thanks, Asim, for this amazing update. Great to know that driver partners can view their confirmation and cancellation rates directly in the app again. Um, Well, yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast and watch out for further product um, updates. We're working on a ton of new things for you guys. Cool. Before moving on, uh, I wanted to take the time to recap our policy around guide dogs. 
First, the ground rules. You must always allow service dogs in Uber rides to accompany their riders. It's the law. Service dogs provide their owners with assistance to help with a range of disabilities, such as deafness or blindness, not all of which may be immediately apparent. Keep in mind that these animals may need to sit next to their owner, and that you shouldn't interact with the animal as it may distract them from their duties. Please remember that if you are found to have refused to take a rider with a guide dog, or cancelled a trip once you have realised there is a guide dog, you will lose access to the app permanently and you may be prosecuted. Next up, we've got Olivia in the studio who's been working tirelessly with her team to launch Jump Bikes in London. Welcome to the podcast, Olivia. Thanks for having me. Would you mind telling us a bit about yourself and what you do at Uber? Yes, of course. So I have started fairly recently as the marketing manager for Jump. Uh, Jump is Uber's new electric bike product and we launched in London, in Islington specifically, this past weekend uh, for the first time in the UK. So that was really, really exciting. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Jump are shared dockless bikes. So that means you open the app and you find a bike, um, your nearest bike to you, and you can reserve it, ride it around wherever you like and leave it um, wherever is convenient for you within our service area. So our service area right now isn't the whole of London, but it's just Islington and some neighboring areas. But um, we have an ambition, of course, to, to expand and to get our bikes to people all over London. Awesome. And... If I'm a driver, how can I sign up to use these bicycles? So because we're new, um, the the bike element of the Uber app isn't isn't integrated into the core experience. So to access the bikes, you there, there'll be a new button at the top of your screen called Ride. And if you tap that button, you'll be able to navigate to bikes and then your app will switch to the bike mode. So once you're in bike mode, then you'll be able to see all the bikes near to you. And then you scan a bike. Um, using the QR code on the bike and that will unlock the lock and you'll be able to take your trip and it's really important to remember if you're trying it out for the first time to check your app before you park to make sure you're parking within our service area because if you're not there'll be a small fine Um, and to end the trip you have to lock the bike using the back wheel so my mom just took a jump trip and she called me frantically because she didn't know how to end the trip so you use the lock on the back wheel and lock it kind of into itself. And how many bikes do we currently have on the platform? So we just launched in Islington with 350 bikes. So that is quite a good number of bikes for the area of Islington. Um, it means if people, for people living and working in Islington, they'll always have a bike nearby. But in terms of the rest of London, uh, our service is not like that dense or that great because we are really focusing on Islington to begin with. But we hope to have a lot more bikes in more neighborhoods very soon. Cool, so what's our service area in London? Can people ride a bicycle from Islington to any other parts of London? What are the restrictions? So you can ride the bikes wherever you like, but if you want to park the bike and not get fined, you need to check the app to see if it's within our service area. So our service area is Islington and also parts of Camden, Haringey, Tower Hamlets, Hackney, um, and that's it. So anything south of the river, anything um, too east, anything too north, anything um, that is Westminster and west of Westminster are not um, not parking zones for the time being. Of course, we hope to expand and change that um, very soon. And in how many countries are Jump Bikes available? Yeah, so Jump is actually a global service. So it's available in cities across the U.S., Um, and also in many cities in Europe. So we now have jump bikes in Berlin, in Brussels, Lisbon, Paris, and we'll be launching in Madrid very soon. 
That is super awesome. And Olivia, what is your favorite thing about jump bikes? I think um, the the coolest thing about jump bikes really is just how much fun they are. So they give you an electric um, boost as you pedal of up to 15 miles per hour. So over the launch weekend, I was in different places around Islington talking to new users and literally everyone who gets off the bike is grinning, laughing. You know, they can't believe it when they first feel that boost. So it's it's quite a fun, like new experience for most people. And I definitely encourage you all to go out and, and try one. Cool. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, Olivia. And for those of you who are listening, have a look around for jump bikes around London. It's amazing to see our platform introduce all of these different mobilities to help people further get from A to B. Now, before we jump into the Q&A session with Zoltan, we've got Connor at the mic, who's got some more product updates for us. Welcome, Connor. Hey, Prash. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Uh, To everyone listening, my name's Connor, and I'm part of the product team here in the UK. In a previous episode, Eric in Merseyside asked about mapping feedback. We'd like to announce that as of last week, partners now have the opportunity to report in-app any issues that they see with their maps. This is a really great opportunity for partners to report real-time issues without the need of emailing in. Hope you all enjoy the feature. Cheers, Connor. And now let's get going with our regular Q&A, where we'll answer your questions as best we can. In the studio today, we have Zoltan from our community engagement team who will be fielding these questions. So Zoltan, the first question is from Mahesh Odedra in Leicester, who says, Historically, from when the taxi industry began, drivers would have nicknames or call signs, which made it easier to communicate with the driver. I have a name, which in my experience isn't so easy to pronounce. Wouldn't it be a great idea to allow drivers to have nicknames or call signs on their profile? It would cost very little to to implement and would give a human element to Uber. A service vastly improves if a person is easily able to voice your name or nickname or call sign. There's always a barrier if you cannot say someone's name. It works for fighter pilots, so why not us? P.S. Recently, after 3,000 trips, my nickname was removed. I'm a 4.99 driver. What should I tell my regular riders who know me by my nickname? Thank you. Hi, Mahesh. Yeah, thank you for your question. That's a really good one. Actually, yeah, I do prefer calling people in their nickname. It's so much easier and people do remember. But... Uh, for regulatory reasons, I'm afraid we are just unable to change your name on your profile to a name that doesn't match any of your official documentation, such as your driver's license or your private hire license. In the future, if you change your legal name on your documents, uh, you know, do let us know via the in-app support and we can adjust it once it's been updated and approved. So that is possible. Great. Thanks for clearing that one up, Zoltan. So next up, uh, we have a question from Sina in London, who says, is there a way we can see which rider gave us which ratings? If not, can you please add this feature? It will really improve our service and help us correct our mistakes. For example, I get a report on driving. If I know which rider gave it to me, then I can find out about my mistake. For example, was I too slow or too fast? Thanks, Sina, for the question. Yeah, we do get lots of questions around ratings and, you know, how you could improve your rating without actually knowing what rider rating or feedback you got. But basically, for privacy concerns, we can't share any rider details 
ratings they give or receive from from the driver i do understand that you know receiving a negative rating can be quite frustrating but your overall rating is an average of up to 500 of your most recent trips so as your total number of trips increases your individual trip ratings will have less impact on your overall rating we are also aware that certain issues such as fair price app issues, um, Uber pool problems are not your fault. So if a rider selects any of those options when rating a trip less than a five star, the rating will not count towards your overall rating. Great, thanks. And the next question is from Abdul from Derby, uh, who says, if a rider has only one destination but wants to go to other places, do I still get paid to take them? Especially if their friend has booked the ride and it's not there with them. Yes, Abdul, of course, you will still get paid. So fares are calculated once the trip is completed and will take into account all the time and distance driven after the trip was started. However, riders have the options to set multiple destinations in the app, so it could be worth showing them how to do this if they are not aware. Just ask them to tap on the destination and they can click the plus sign to add further drop-offs. The only time you won't be able to get paid for extra destinations is on Uber pool trips. That's uh, of course only happening here in London because these are set at a fixed price. Awesome. And next up we have Amjad from Berry. Uh, who says, if I wish to join Uber Eats, how do I do that? And what are the steps in becoming a courier? Oh, that's a good one, Amjad. Thanks for asking. So, yeah, you can sign up to become an Uber Eats courier on our website. So you just have to go to uber.com slash deliver. Let me just quickly explain more about the whole journey and, and what it takes to get activated. Basically, there's an onboarding process uh, and this consists of multiple steps, but we basically guide you through the whole process and send you instructions via email and SMS. To become a courier, you need to sign up on the website, then upload the required documents and fill in the application form. Once you did that, as a next step, you have to do a background check and go to the Greenlight Hub or to the post office to get your documents verified. You know, this all depends on, on your location, but once we have your background check results, uh, we run some final checks and then we activate your account and then you'll be ready to go. So the web link again is uber.com slash deliver if you want to sign up and become an Uber Eats courier. Okay, super clear. Thanks a lot, Zoltan. So the next question for you is from Amir from Birmingham, who says, can Uber help those drivers who are getting a new baby and have to take some time off work? Yes, Amir, of course. Let me explain more about this. As you know, all Uber partners are automatically enrolled in our partner protection program, uh, which includes free insurance coverage provided by AXA. Um, on the happy occasion of the arrival of a new child, you can make a claim to receive a one-off payment. For more information, we'll also link a blog post in the description section of the SoundCloud page and we'll also link you the email address of AXA so you can get in contact directly with them. Great, so next up uh, for you Zoltan, we have Ali from London um, who says, with auto pay on central London fee, what happens if I register for £10.50 per day for five days a week and randomly we drive through central London only twice in, in, in the week? 
will we be charged for five days in that week or only for the two days we entered into the zone? Ali, that's a good question. And in the example you sent us, uh, you would only be charged for the two days you enter the zone. So auto pay is actually the cheapest and easiest way to pay for the congestion charge as it just reduces your daily cost from £11.50 to £10.50. The system records the number of charging days a vehicle travels uh, within the charging zone each month and just automatically takes a monthly payment from your registered card. So if you want some more information, uh, please just see TFL's website. For sure. Thanks, Zoltan. So next up, we have Kashif from Bradford, who says, Hi, Uber should start a new category called Uber XXL with eight passengers. The reason why is because sometimes people have bigger items with them or in the middle of nowhere there'll be seven riders waiting for XL but we can only pick up six riders. So in this condition we don't know what to do. If not then there should be an option of more than six riders with an extra payment. Thanks for submitting this idea Kashif. So basically you are only allowed to carry you know X number of passengers in your vehicle as mentioned on your private hire vehicle license. If it mentions six riders, you can't complete any private hire trips with more than six riders in your vehicle. So we don't have any plans of launching Uber XXL, but we'll definitely let you know if this changes in the future. Just to recap, if you have more than six riders, just explain to them that you are only licensed to carry six passengers in your vehicle. Ask the riders to request two Uber X's if they want to continue um, their, their journey. But please be very careful uh, not to carry more than the limit mentioned on your private hire vehicle license uh, because you can lose your license. Got it. Thanks, Zoltan. And next, a rec from Merseyside who says, Hi guys, I work in central Liverpool all the time and notice that some routes suggested by Uber Maps are obstructed by the bollards. Is there any chance that drivers could help you with making some notes or updates on the maps to avoid those issues? Yeah, so in terms of navigations, uh, we do continuously make changes and improvements to the uh, Uber navigation. So, Arik, thanks for your feedback. We also suggest, you know, use third-party navigation apps that have live traffic data, so apps such as Waze. And finally, we have Rex Ellis from London who says, I often have riders that need two rides, usually family groups going to the same place, but only one of them has the app or the head of the household wants to pay for it all. They can't book two cars at the same time. They end up going on the first ride and then booking the second car. Are you looking at enabling riders to be able to book more than one ride at the same time? Hi Rex. Yeah, thanks a lot for taking the time to, to write to us. Actually, that's a brilliant feedback. And if you're using the Uber Eats app, you can actually order two meals from different restaurants, you know, pretty much at the same time. Now with Uber and trip requests, such a feature does not exist. Um, and I've spoken with the product team and we're, we're not planning to roll out anything like this in, in the near future. Now, what we have currently as a feature would allow riders to add family members to their accounts. So what that means is basically I could add my mom onto my account and pay for all her Uber trips. So that's an option for now. And with that, we come to the end of another episode. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show and make sure to subscribe to our SoundCloud channel for the latest updates. As always, drive safe, have a good one and Ramadan Mubarak to those celebrating.